0: You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's a.k.a. Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we
1: talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Oh, hey Murph, what have you been doing lately? Hey, hey, I'm still riding my bike getting closer and closer to Florida Coast.
0: Ever closer. Well, guess what? I've been riding my bike too, but not 50 miles a day. So whatever. <laughs> it's been awesome. It's been awesome. And it gets me closer to coming back to Iowa and focusing on RAGBRAI. Ragbri. Well, speaking of ragbri, it is somebody special's birthday today. Uh-oh. Yep. So I want to say happy birthday, Matt Fippin. You're old. Well, we won't say how old. I mean, we're all old. So don't worry. Happy birthday, Matt Fippin! He probably well, he better be listening to this podcast. But if he's not, it's because
1: he's super, super busy as the director of Ragbrai, working his booty off, getting ready for us to ride in July.
0: Well, I should. I hope he wasn't listening because I shouldn't have said he was old because he really isn't. (laughs) But (laughs) I hope he has a fantastic birthday, and we love celebrating birthdays on Ragbrai. So, yay! Maybe we'll take him out to lunch. So, all right. So, happy birthday, Fippin! Um, I'd also like to say just a quick reminder to register for the pigtails ride that's coming right up. I know Murph and I are going to be, I can't believe we're actually going to be biking together sometime in the I future, know. but we're going to be biking pigtails together. I know. I'm so excited. And
1: I, um, ended up ordering both the long sleeve jersey and the tank top cause they're so cute. So oh, I, I know. Don't, if, if you don't know what pigtails ride is, it's a women's specific ride Uh, We go on the High Trestle Trail. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. It's really fun.
0: And Andrea and I have done it every year. So we're excited to
1: ride together again.
0: Yeah. And it's 40 miles. So it's a nice, not short, not long kind of distance, great training ride. So I highly recommend that. Yes. Uh, Also like to remind you that if you're interested in riding a completely different ride, ride the Rockies, you have a couple more weeks to register for that as well. So if you're interested in ride the Rockies, You can go to ridetherockies.com and there's information on registering there. But just a reminder, registration will be closing soon. So, you know, I'll be there doing I'll be
1: there for Ride the Rockies in Colorado.
0: It's going to be awesome. And I've gotten quite a bit of training for mountain climbing. So we'll see how that goes. You test your mountain legs against the legendary Murph. (laughs) Okay, speaking of legendary, let's talk about Bill Plock. Yes, he has been announced as the brand new interim Ride the Rockies ride director and we couldn't Woo-hoo. be more excited to have him. Great, great guy. And he also is a podcaster. So yeah. um, this
1: will be an interesting interview when we talk to him right now because he's probably got the podcast voice. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. he's Bill Plock and he's a podcaster. <laughs> and I also- can't wait to
0: hear yeah how different he sounds than in real life so yeah exactly
1: yeah (laughs) but yeah so Bill's gonna be on to talk a lot about Ride the Rockies and about his history and he's been a cyclist you know for a long time he's done all kinds of epic adventures so this will be a fun interview
0: yeah I won't waste any I don't want to explain his story for him so let's get rolling awesome
1: All right, well, on the show today, we have Bill Plock. How are you, Bill?
2: I'm awesome. Good.
1: Good. I'm really good. I um, heard some amazing news, and we had to get you on the podcast to talk about it, that you are now the interim Ride the Rockies ride director.
2: Oh, I thought you heard about my daughter going to Arizona (laughs) for school. Oh, there's that other news. Okay, yeah, I am the... I am the ride, the Rockies ride director. Yes, that, yes. Is, that is that is some news. Eh? Yes, I'm well, excited.
1: congratulations and congratulations on your daughter going to Arizona. Is it ASU? Yeah,
2: Arizona, University of Arizona. Oh, very Tucson. good.
1: Okay, that's so, even better. So I can better. go
2: ride Mount Lemmon, right? Yeah, you
1: can, yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. That's quite a mountain to climb.
2: Yeah, it, it, I've done it. Have you?
1: No, I haven't. I have plenty of friends that tell me, how amazing! There's something at the top of Mount Lemon, like a cookie or a piece of pizza, that is the reward you get for climbing for hours and hours and hours. So I don't know.
2: That's true. It is up there. Yeah. Not, to, not that we're talking about Mount Lemon today, but I, I got to say it's pretty cool because you start with a bunch of big cactus, the sorrows or your, whatever they call those, and then you, as you go up, you you climb into the regular like pine tree for it. It's like six different zones of environment it's pretty cool oh wow
1: (laughs) wow and i'm guessing it's a white knuckle uh pedal down or coast down i should say
2: it's not terrible i mean it's it's not steep it's not like a few rides will probably a few mountain passes we might be talking about here in a few minutes yeah it's got its, no, it's not too bad. It's pretty decent grade, actually. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I know we're going to get into uh, riding mountains because we are here to talk about Ride the Rockies and your position and what the bike ride's all about. But first, let's talk about Bill Plock. So, where do you live and like what's cycling like there?
2: So, I live in a, in a town called Arvada, which is a suburb of Denver, for mm. those not familiar. I'm kind of between Boulder and Denver, sort of northwest of town and northwest of downtown Denver, about eight miles. But just a metro area. And then I grew up in Golden, which is a little bit further west. And Golden resides. Actually Golden is an in town this year for Ride the Rockies, but that's oh, where nice. I grew up. Yeah. Yep. And I've been uh riding bikes for a long time and I kinda started as a mountain biker, frankly, and I I realized I don't love um I don't love technical bouncy rides. I was I just like getting on the road and I've done a ton of road cycling in the last twenty years.
1: Awesome. And when you say road cycling, like are you um on a bike with skinny tires or are you on an adventure bike or like what kind of biking do you do as far as road biking?
2: I think that's a funny question because if, if we've been talking 10 years ago, there wouldn't even be a question, right? Cause there's, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, there's, all these, there's all these different kinds of bikes now. There is, you know, gravel bike, road bike, yeah. adventure bike, car <laughs> bike, you know, all this stuff. I It's a road bike with skinny tires. It's a just a traditional, I have rim brakes. It makes me feel old now, but I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I have a, I'm have riding a Trek Madone 2012 that I just revamped because I had my really nice Cervelo R5 stolen last fall.
1: Oh, man.
2: Yeah that's okay. I, I kind of feel like, um, El Camino. I got my, cr- my crusty old Madone. I <laughs> completely rebuilt it. it. Runs really well. And it looks kind of a little bit, uh, a little bit nostalgic, I guess. And, yeah. uh, I ride Zip, zip 404 wheels on it. So it looks kind of badass, and, uh, it's a good bike.
1: That's awesome. And what a bummer to have a bike stolen. It's like the worst feeling I, I've had. I had my Ugh. fat bike stolen and it's just like such a helpless feeling of like, what, why?
2: Yeah, and it was a special edition. Uh, on top of it, <sighs> made custom made. I don't know. It's worth more than I care to add, or care to share. But yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was. Yeah, it was pretty disappointing. But uh, you know way it goes. Yeah,
1: it's like nothing you can, nothing you can do about it now, but um okay, so this this revamped bike that you mentioned. I know that you've been on at least one adventure recently um, cuz I followed you when you did a Key West trip, but can you tell us about some adventures that you do maybe in Colorado or outside of Colorado?
2: Oh man, that's a long list. Um I mean, I would say <clears throat> in Colorado all kinds of different things, you know, whether it's a a triple bypass, which is a famous ride from from Golden up to uh, Vail. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually Evergreen up to Vale. It's 120 miles and 12,000 feet of climbing. I've done big rides on my own all the way from Marvada up over Trail Ridge to Winter Park where I have a condo that's 155 miles. Uh, I've my, I'd say actually my best adventure ever in Colorado in terms of epicness was just two years ago now, almost two years ago. No, well, no, I'm sorry. Last year, mm-hmm. we, some friends and I, we did. We took our gravel bikes, a different kind of bike, with a little wider tire, and we rode up from Longmont, which is on the Front Range, through Boulder, up up into Ward, and then <clears throat> up on the P2P Highway, which is basically before you get to the Continental Divide, and then we rode up a dirt road over Rollins Pass, which is an old, it goes over the top of a railroad tunnel that connects the Front Range with Grand. With Grand Park or Grand County, which is mm-hmm. where Winter Park, Grand Lake, and all that. So it's an old railroad bed that goes up almost 12,000 feet. Um, and it's all dirt and bouncy. And we spent oh, about 13 hours on our bike.
1: Oh, wow.
2: And then I got to my condo in Winter Park. My plan was to ride my road bike home through major, you know, basic highways that I've done that. It's about 75 miles. But I was so tired. Yeah. I was really tired, and it was Father's Day, and I thought, oh, my gosh, because my daughter wanted to take me to dinner, and I had to get home, and I could have stayed Sunday night and just ridden home Monday, and kind of had some food and whatever, but so I thought to myself, how am I going to get home? And all of a sudden, the, the, the bell went off in my head, and I got on an Amtrak train in Winter Park and rode it to Denver, and then I took the light rail to my house in Arvada. Oh, nice. Home. Perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it was like the best adventure
1: ever. Back in uh, 2020, the fall of 2020, I went with a group and we did the San Juan Hut trip. So we biked from Mm. Telluride, Colorado, uh, through San Juan mountains, and then ended up in Moab, Utah. And when you talk about like, you know, dirt roads and single track, oh my gosh, that that's probably my most epic adventure that I will never, ever, ever repeat because I am also similar to what you said in that the bouncing around and the feeling of you know potentially falling off a cliff at any moment is just not my yeah. idea of fun anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds like a great adventure. I'm, I'd like to see that route. I'm curious what you did exactly. I know that area, but yeah, I'm not sure. What you did exactly? Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool.
1: It's pretty cool. Yeah. So okay, speaking of pretty cool. Ride the Rockies. And listeners have heard a little bit about Ride the Rockies because it's, um, you know, in a sense, uh, one of the partners that also work, um, do regbry. So we've talked about a little bit on this podcast before, and we want to talk a little bit more about it. You know, obviously Ride the Rockies means climbing mountains, descending mountains, and it's in Colorado. But like what does it mean to be the ride director? Like what are you what are you gonna be doing?
2: You know, it's it's an unpredictable route. Yeah. I mean, we know that we know the route, we know the towns. You know, it's a lot different than I know I think a lot of your listeners are used to talking about rag ride, and I've done that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, i Iowa's got way more towns than Colorado. Like you guys have a town every ten miles, right? Right, right. And we don't. And so we have vast distances between municipalities and climbing mountains so there's a lot of variables to, to plan on and hopefully not plan on including you know snow I mean snow's yeah. a reality in in June in Colorado Um, so there could be you know I, if everything goes well it's obviously which we hope Um, I just hope to really have fun wh- with the riders and you know yeah. meet them at the beer garden and, and make sure everybody's having a good time and make sure everybody's safe and, and then it, it, outside of that I think you kind of have to let the chips fall where they may but i think that right now it's just let's i, I look at it like this you know we've got however many over a thousand two thousand people they said we want to have a vacation with you guys so we want to ride our bike on our vacation we want to see the beautiful rocky mountains we want to experience that rocky mountain high the the life the the music the the beer the the rivers whatever you want to experience Lead us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's how I look at it. And like uh, you mentioned, we were both at the uh, announcement party. So we know, you know, the route's been announced and you know exactly where you're going to be taking the riders that uh, register. Um, But it's all road, right? Or is it gravel and single track as well?
2: No, it's, (laughs) we hope it's all road. I mean, (laughs) there might be a, there might be a, you know, a tiny piece here and there because of some construction that you have to buy. We have to you know, negotiate a little bit of dirt, but no, it's all road. It's okay. all, it's all tried and true road. And we've got Colorado state police that provide tons of support. Um, it's not like right by, you, you know, right is basically closed roads and ours are not. Okay. So, so we do have that difference, but we don't have near the riders that rag does. So, mm-hmm. um, and our distances are this year a little bit different. We have two 100 plus mile days, oh, wow. um, yeah so but then we have two really short days so you know you're gonna have a chance to to recover um but it's a it's a pretty if you aren't familiar with colorado it it's a pretty good route in terms of you're seeing a lot of really great towns you're seeing you know kind of the true heart of our ski industry really you're you're going to be following roads that well as an example There's some pretty neat history. So you're going to go, we're not really going to go through Vail, but you're going to be near Vail. But you'll start in Copper Mountain, which is a ski town. You'll see Copper Mountain Ski Resort. And then you're going to go up over Fremont Pass. And then what's kind of cool is the next pass you go over is Tennessee Pass. Well, at the top of Tennessee Pass, if you know where to look, and, and hopefully we'll be able to show everybody, there's a whole footprint of barracks that were installed in the 30s and 40s Mm. 1930s and 40s where the 10th mountain division trained
1: oh wow
2: and so the 10th mountain division was the famous world war ii division that was was primarily put in place to you know invade italy and in the alps and to make a foothold in southern europe um there's actually a documentary that came out uh, I forget exactly the name, but Chris Anthony put it on. Chris Anthony's a pretty big star in the ski industry. He's a Warren Miller star, but he's also a big cyclist. He'll probably be involved at some level. But he mm-hmm. put a, a documentary out. What's cool about the 10th Mountain Division is people that started Vail came from that. Um, the uh, often often. Um, over the ski clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out. The guy came out of the 10th Mountain Division. I mean, there a lot of our ski towns are are born from that group of people that came back from Italy and started the ski industry.
1: That so now is you, pretty cool.
2: Now, yeah, yeah. Now you get to see where they trained and lived, and and then we go down into Minturn, um, which is a town a little bit west of Vale, and we go through hopefully the one of the biggest engineering feats in all the United States when it comes to highways. And that's Glenwood Canyon. Mm. And it's gorgeous. And it was the last piece of I-70 finished. Um, It's a really complicated piece of interstate. um, Really, really beautiful. And the the plan is right now to be on the bike path that goes through the entire canyon. That's a pretty unique experience. The ride has never done that. Oh, so wow. We're, yeah, We're excited and nervous about that because it does get closed because of rock slides and different things, but we'll we'll figure that out as we go. Yeah,
1: it's it's interesting that this ride um, it will be, every day will be really, it will change based on the weather. So if you have a beautiful day, beautiful ride, it's going to be a piece of cake. But man, if you have a little bit of, Ice, snow, wind—all of that—that's <laughs> going to be, you know, like major changes in the how the day goes.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, I hope people—I think most people know—but there are probably be people that just don't know, quite understand the, the difference. So it's all layers, right? It's arm warmers, it's leg warmers, oh, it's good sure, gloves, yeah. it's, and there's tricks like you can put surgical gloves in your your bag just in case there's an extra layer on your hands. You can put a People even put shower caps in there and put it, cover their head and then put their helmet on. You know, there's little things people, a lot of people will do that. They'll put something down their shirt to go down passes. You hear the famous putting their newspaper down your shirt or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You just, uh, like last year on the triple bypass, my friend Sasha, who's one of our, our ambassadors here, she, she put a trash bag on, just cut holes in it, put her arms through it, went down <laughs> the hill.
1: That's awesome. And she Works may, like a charm. I was going to say, she may have looked silly, but she was probably a lot warmer than uh, most of the other riders.
2: Yeah. So yeah. It definitely has a few challenges.
1: Well, and I'm... Okay, so speaking of challenges, I'm looking at uh, the map, and day three, like you mentioned, there's a couple of days over 100 miles. So day three is 107 miles, but it's also over 7,000 feet of elevation gain. So that's going to be quite a day.
2: Yeah, it will be. I mean... The cool part about that, um, so we'll leave from Basalt, head down the really, really beautiful uh, Roaring Fork Valley into Aspen. Aspen, of course, being pretty notorious. By the way, there's an asterisk there. If you, We'll be taking the bike path for the most part. We're going to go through a little area called um, Woody Creek, hmm. and there's a Woody Creek Tavern, and that is where Hunter S. Thompson, his famous ha- hangout, just the... To- a little side note there. <laughs> okay. We can all pretend we're, we're Hunter S. Thompson fans. Yeah, bring some and, uh, bring some
1: extra money for a little uh, a, a beer stop.
2: Exactly, and then uh, we'll head up Independence Pass, which is, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's the highest paved pass. It might be second. It might be third. I can't remember exactly, but we'll be going over that. It's a. It tops out at just under twelve thousand feet. Wow. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's super beautiful. I mean, and it's the road's pretty, it's a nice road. It's windy. They don't allow vehicles longer than 35 feet to go over it at any one time. Mm. Um, or at any time, I mean. And so it's a it's a beautiful road. There's a ghost town up there. Um, if the weather's good, it'll be just one of the most spectacular views you've ever seen. Mm-hmm.
1: And the reward is once you get to the top of Independence Pass, the rest of your day is just smooth sailing downhill into, is it Salida?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say yes, but I I, I will say there I don't know about smooth. It will always, it could be <laughs> smooth, but there could be some good little headwinds here and there. But yes, you're right. It's basically downhill. Yeah. Um and it's Light is a great town. It's it's really it's actually a really cool art town. It's one of the top ten art communities in the United States, um, for its size. And it's got a really major um it will be following the Arkansas River. Mm. So if you're a fly fisherman and maybe maybe you'll have time. I would pack a fly rod with your stuff if you have a com, especially if you have a really interest you get a little compact one. Mm-hmm. But we're flying we're following some of the best fly fishing in, in the world. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and so and or if you have time, if you have a little boat or a little rafting trip because we're following some of the best whitewater in the world as well. Um, Salida's got great art district, great food. There's a great vibe because it's such a art. It's a, it's about seven thousand feet in elevation, so it's pretty warm. Mm. It's kind of in a banana belt and um, doesn't get much rain, and it's and it's a very attractive place. Mm-hmm. So it should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm.
1: So if I'm hearing you right, you know, I would I would guess just like any multi day event, there are some people that r- want to go as fast as possible and get into town every day or to into camp, but for the most part, are people, you know. Pedaling their way through the day, but also stopping to enjoy what they you know, all the views and the towns and all the things that you mentioned, and maybe, you know, grabbing their
2: fishing pole out? Mm, it depends. I'd say on this route, yes and no. I mean, I think the long days you've got to ride, you yeah. just can't dilly-dally. And especially, you know, we have the thread, of, it's a pretty good possibility you're going to hear the thunderstorm heading up over the passes so you want to get up there as early as possible Mm -hmm. and get down but to your point the second day is like 30 some miles into basalt You'll you'll have half a day oh yeah there's lots of stuff we could do in basalt that could be a lot of fun fly fishing like i mentioned or just even getting on an atv and going on a little four wheel experience um hanging out whatever but yeah there's some great opportunities for that same with breckenridge so after we go to salida we head to Breckenridge, and that's a that's a pretty good day, too. It's about 70 miles, and it's a pretty good amount of uphill. But you get to Breckenridge, um, spend the night. The next day is a super short day. It's, it's, a, it's a ride around Dillon Reservoir. It's about 30-some miles. Mm. Really pretty. Or, or we have an option to go up over another pass or up to the top of a pass and back just to, for people that want all the miles possible. But between you and I, if it was me, I would probably take the day off in Breckenridge and just go have fun.
1: Yeah, (laughs) there you go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I really would because there's just so many fun things to do there. And by then, you know, does a a, a trip around Dillon Reservoir, that'd be pretty. But if you really wanted to just hang out, boy, there's so much to do in Breckenridge. And we met with the town yesterday, actually. Um, One of the guys said, hey, what do you think? Do you think people would like to take advantage of our unbelievable mountain biking and Wally and I looked at each other and we're like, oh, oh, that would be kind of fun. Yeah. Like people could rent a mountain bike and go on some of the best single track in the whole world.
1: Oh yeah, that's a great idea actually. Yeah, especially if you <laughs> know you could rent it. You don't. It's not like you have to bring a second bike.
2: No. Yeah. No. I, so we're we'll look into just letting people know where they can do that. I mean, it won't be part of the ride officially, but right. We'll put some links up on the website and if people want to try something a little different,
1: right. Yeah.
2: There, so there it is.
1: So obviously, or maybe not, obviously, but this will be my first ride, the Rockies that I'm attending. And so, of course, you know, you and I both have lots and lots of experiences doing ragbri. so i I know exactly what to expect when I get off my bike and shower. you know, then there's like a big party and you know, or people go to bed, all that kind of thing. But is Ride the Rockies similar? Because I would think physically you would be a little bit more worn out than you would be on Ragbri, because you're doing so much climbing. But do you, are riders going to get into town, shower up, get their camp set up, and then maybe go check out the town? Or does everybody just go to bed?
2: Uh, you know, we, we hope. Honestly, people do check out the town. Yeah. Um, I think I think the, the, the two long days are going to be – I don't think you see as much checking out of the town, probably. Sure. Um, which is a kind of unfortunate because Salida is a really cool town, but it might be a long day. I hope people will. I, I think there'll still be plenty of time for sure, whether the energy level or not. But in Salida, we're close to downtown, so it's just oh, a walk. Oh, good. Yeah. It won't be a big deal. Um, it's not going to be quite the – you know, obviously, it's way smaller. So, you know, RAGBRAI – Depending on the city, rolls in with twenty to thirty thousand people, and then people come to the in towns from all over the place just to party. You, you won't have that, right? The Rockies. Um, we might have some town people come out. I think each town will have a band or mm-hmm. some music, and there'll be plenty of entertainment, if you will. But it won't be. Quite the party scene, I don't think. Mm-hmm.
1: Which, was, you know, and, and I don't think, um, you know, people who have done Ride the Rockies, because it's been going on for a very long time, um, it's not the expectation. So it's probably still just, I, I just can't imagine the views, even when you're in a town. Like, I can't wait. I'm going to have to, like, <laughs> uh free up some room on my phone so I have room for lots and lots of photographs.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, and you'll see... I mean the scenery never disappoints for sure you're you're absolutely right um i think one thing that people will it does get cooler right so it's you know it's not like iowa where at 10 o'clock at night it can still be 85 degrees and really you know, <laughs> humid right it. it doesn't happen you know we cool off it gets into the 40s and 50s and um so you you, you do have that element a little bit that is cool and mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's that it's uh the towns will be in i mean breck's a pretty fun breckenridge is a fun town and. At night, we'll have two nights there. So that'll be, I think, a neat opportunity to have a couple of different kinds of experiences. Um, one is going to be at the end of a long day. One's going to be at the short end of a short day. So you, mm-hmm. you might feel a lot of energy for that second night. And then the, the last day, we ride from Breckenridge clear back along I-70, essentially, to Golden, Colorado. That's a pretty big day, too. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
1: so, I know that uh, registration is still open. So, where can people go if they want to either learn more about Ride the Rockies or actually get registered?
2: Ride the Rockies.com.
1: Easy enough. Ride the Cool. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to talk about, Bill, as far as Ride the Rockies?
2: Uh, let me think. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. Of course, we have our, our title sponsor, Flexential. A business services provider and we have primal who i think is also on top of uh or works with rag mm. we've got um hammer which is going to be our nutrition sponsor <coughs> excuse me audi denver which is providing some transportation um i think those are the basics
1: cool well bill i'm super excited for you and congrats again on becoming the interim ride the rocky ride director and i look forward to uh Seeing Colorado in June.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you and uh, yeah it'll be fun to show you some really awesome places and uh, hopefully it won't be you won't say interim next year. We'll be talking about this in a in a different light. yeah kind of a different route. Definitely, so. definitely.
1: All right well thanks for coming on the podcast. You bet. Well, listeners, that is it for this week.
0: We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike Podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at JustGoBikePodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at JustGoBike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially
1: if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology podcast
0: for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, Just just go bike!